0: Hi friends, I'm Tierney, and I'm Shelby, and we're Dead Dead Drunk. Drunk. You guys, I love technology, don't you? It's literally amazing, it's brought us so far as a society. We have vaccines, we have TikTok. Those things are totally equally amazing in my mind, but obviously for the world of true crime, technological advancements have helped us to solve cases that are like a bajillion years old and to bring justice to families that have almost lost all hope of finding closure. If you haven't guessed this week, we are discussing a cold case that was recently solved after 45 years using DNA technology. And this is the case of the murder of Deborah Tomlinson.
1: so excited for this (laughs) this cold case to be solved by technology also i think tiktok is important for true crime sarah Turney is very active on tiktok and instagram and social media not just for her sister anymore right that's yeah
0: because that's been solved right
1: i mean finally i think that if they knew from the get-go they knew it all along
0: but
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, but now she's working really hard. I saw one of those videos where she hits the camera a bunch of times where it was like um Oh, when people tell you you have to wait 48 hours to report a missing person's case. Oh. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> no.
0: Yeah, and Ashley Flowers has a TikTok as of recently. Ooh. And she's been doing like little stories on there. Um, alright, so for the cocktail this week, I wanted to find something local to Grand Junction, Colorado, which is where our story takes place. Because I feel like recently, we've like gotten away from just like finding a cocktail from a certain place that's like unique to that place. That's true. Um, so I found a cocktail bar, and it's called the Feisty Pint, Ooh. right in Grand Junction, Colorado. And because of that name of the bar, I was like, alright, I'm in. And then, the cocktail in question... Is called the Irish Trash Can, and when I saw that it was called that, I lost my shit and said, that has nothing to do with this case, but since it's from Colorado, we're doing it. That's amazing. <laughs> so what goes what into an do? Irish garbage can? I Literally. <laughs> so what you're going to do is add vodka, gin, rum, peach schnapps, blue curacao, and triple sec all into a shaker. You're going to mix it up, then pour it over ice, and top it with Red Bull. So,
1: then the only Irish thing about it is the amount of alcohol in it. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> Got it. It sounds crazy. It's like a a Long Island iced tea, but with Red Bull.
1: I'm also picturing it being served in one of those, like, you know, the plastic tra- trash cans that you would get in your <laughs> dorm
0: room? Oh, my God. Imagine. <laughs> I would love that. But, yeah. So, that sounded kind of crazy. I... I love the name of the bar. I love the name of the cocktail. I love it so all. So Here we are. We love it. <laughs> so are you ready for the case?
1: <laughs> Drink up dead drunkies. Although not Yay. all of that. though. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe stick
0: to sipping it yeah. slowly. <laughs> Sip it
1: slowly drunkies. Yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so Deborah Tomlinson was a 19 year old student attending Mesa University in Grand Junction, Colorado. According to her father, Tim Tomlinson... Debra was a very outgoing kid who loved horses. Which sounds contradictory to me because usually horse girls are like Tina Belcher, right? Like a tragic oh. level of awkward. But I guess Debra was a popular horse girl, which like love that for you queen, right? I think you could be popular and be a
1: horse girl. I mean, I wasn't, but like you you know, were you a horse girl? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really? Have yeah, have you not been up to my childhood bedroom? <laughs>
0: i don't know <laughs> I yeah the I was. the border is horses on the wall <laughs> yeah we redid it oh my god i had no idea that you were
1: a horse girl. well i that. i used to be more horse girl before i fell off a horse and then i was like oh maybe this isn't <laughs> for me i want to get back on the horse but we'll see if that happens for me stay tuned
0: <laughs> okay, i can't wait just find out <laughs> Uh, so on the night of December 27th, 1975, a fellow tenant in Deborah's apartment complex called their landlady to let her know that she was worried because she had heard what seemed like a loud argument around 530 p.m. And she also had noticed that Deborah's screen window appeared to have been pushed in like somebody had entered the apartment through the window. Ooh. She tried to call Deborah many times, but all of her calls went unanswered. And so finally Deborah's landlady decided to go over to the apartment and after nobody answered the door, she used a pass key to get in around six PM. So this is pretty quickly all this happened.
1: Oh wow. So she was pretty on it. She was yeah. like, That's suspicious. I gotta get over
0: there. Exactly. <laughs> Good on her. <laughs> Unfortunately, when she did find Deborah in the apartment, she was not alive. She was in the bathtub. She was naked with signs of sexual assault, and she had been strangled. She also had a gash on her forehead, which, when officers arrived, they believed was evidence that she had fought her attacker. So the good thing was that investigators now had a really tight window of time to look at because the reports that the argument happened at 5.30 and then the landlord found Deborah at 6. So that's a 30-minute window for whoever did this to then leave the premises. So you think it would be simple to either pull surveillance cameras or talk to neighbors and then find the suspect. But unfortunately, it's 1975, and so... The things that we would use in our investigation today are not as readily available to them,
1: which we'll talk more about later. I completely forgot what year we were in. I was like, there's got to be security camera footage. Somebody's got to get on their cell phones. What are we?
0: No, no, there's no cell phones. There's
1: there's not even flip phones, kids. There's not even skinny jeans. There's not (laughs) anything.
0: (laughs) Skinny jeans are out now. Have you heard about that?
1: No, but hear hear me out on this because I have a conspiracy theory about that whole thing. Okay, I think that the boomers started this argument to pit us against Gen X, and the Gen X and millennials are fighting, and we're not focused on the problem—the boomers. So <laughs> you mean Gen Z? <laughs> yeah, whatever they are, I don't know what they are. Whatever they are, but All right. but why would they have a problem with the way that we dress? I I don't know because it doesn't not, make any it's sense. It's not cool. It's not lit. N- none of us are cool or lit we're inside our living rooms wearing <laughs> sweatpants all the time what are we talking about that's true that's true <laughs> but i also agree with my generation that i don't think that you should say anything about my skinny jeans if your generation is the one that ate detergent that's not <laughs> you don't have a say you're then so, because you're so right somebody else i heard that the response to that was that we ate cinnamon but cinnamon is edible so yeah everybody eats cinnamon right no but like the cinnamon yeah, challenge, like the cinema with the, challenge that's yeah. what they said but like
0: and that was dumb that was dumb but but not as dumb it, as tide Pods.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's not deadly so
0: <laughs> all right well we're already off topic uh, i'm so sorry <laughs> so no it's sorry, fine <laughs> it's fine because we do have um a little cross promo this week drunkies we want to tell you about a new podcast that we love it's called leave the lights on and i'm just gonna let them tell you themselves about how cool they are Leave the Lights On is a true crime podcast with a paranormal twist. Join creator Eliza and her co-host as they explore terrifying true stories and chilling crimes. Growing up, Eliza had an odd obsession with the darkest desires of humanity and an insatiable curiosity about the afterlife. Now, each week, Eliza brings you tales that will make you want to lock your doors, hide in your room, and of course, Leave the Lights On. Available on Spotify and Apple Podcast. Okay, we're back. (laughs) So, police were able to gather evidence from the crime scene, which did include DNA samples of unknown blood and semen. But, again, it's 1975, and so they couldn't really do a lot with this. And we'll talk about that a little bit more in a minute. So... Nothing really surfaced from it originally, or at least it wasn't released, but on January 14th of 1976, almost a month after Deborah's murder, the police did release a suspect profile to the public, and they weren't 100% sure if it was connected, but they had gotten word of a young man that was knocking on a stranger's door nearby Deborah's apartment. According to the Daily Sentinel, which is the Grand Junction local newspaper, he was in his 20s to early 30s, and he was a short king between like 5'5 five, five and 5'8 five, <laughs> and approximately 130 pounds. And he was h- walking up to random houses in the same the neighborhood
1: door. and knocking on the door?
0: Yeah. He also had dark hair that was long and wavy and had glasses and was wearing a black zip-up jacket when he was seen.
1: Hmm, that sounds like a pretty s- specific profile. Yeah.
0: It sounds pretty good. But despite this description, detectives admitted that they believed that this would be a slow process. And unfortunately, it really was. Deborah's case went cold for 45 years. Until oh 2019. God. That's when in- a whole
1: boomer. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Boomers are fine. Gen Z, Gen X. Everybody's good. We're all good.
0: <laughs> Go ahead. So in 2019, new investigators decided to reopen the case. They thought that with a fresh set of eyes and with today's technology, they might be able to solve it. Deborah's murder was actually not the only one that year either. Eleven other murders happened in Mesa County in 1975. They actually started to call it the year of fear in Mesa County, Colorado. Holy crap. (laughs) Yeah. Two of the victims that were also murdered that year were Lisa Benson and her young daughter. And that case went cold too, but was solved much later using CODIS or the Combined DNA Index System. It was also solved by a team led by Sergeant Sean Crocker, who was now in charge of the reopening of Deborah's case. Crocker talked highly of the original detectives on the case, saying that with the information they had at the time, they did a really great job. He explained to the Daily Sentinel, quote, "...in the 1970s and early 80s, all you could do was blood typing." A positive, B O O positive, etc. They didn't have DNA, so crime scene evidence was collected and then sat in our evidence warehouse for some thirty to forty years. Which makes sense; they just didn't have the technology. I know.
1: I'm gonna. I'm probably gonna keep the generation discussion going. But for as much as our the younger generations like to pick on boomers, the, the '70s and '80s sound like absolute hell. So, oh yeah. So if. <laughs> You know they survived some shit and now they're just confused by all the technology that we have <laughs> so Probably, yeah so we have to help them out and don't pick on my skinny jeans <laughs> i don't i just like skinny jeans i'm sorry okay. <laughs> but yeah it's that's really crazy and so but with this sketch there was no like they couldn't canvas the area and put
0: that sketch out it just sounds so specific yeah, the thing is with this case because the original th- the murder happened so long ago, a lot of the like newspaper articles and that stuff because there wasn't really the internet have been lost. So I could only I found a couple like newspaper clippings um that I did reference in this, but a lot of the details of the case if they were released aren't they don't exist really on the internet. This things were so annoying what before I have the the internet. I pieced together, but a lot like a lot of the details that we get about cases now are not readily available.
1: Things were I, yeah, I can't things were so much harder without the internet. I can't yeah.
0: <laughs> so Crocker also explained that the detectives on the case originally were all pretty new to the job and they hadn't really worked many homicide cases before, if any at all. Despite this, they were very thorough, even color coding their notes so that in the future, when the cases were able to be reopened, the new detectives could trace their thought patterns. So each detective wrote with a different colored pen. Claps, claps. That's how you do your work. You Which do is work so cool. well. It's like, well, <laughs> I have a different I have a different point of view than this other person. So I'll write my stuff in purple and they'll write their notes in green so that the other detectives can follow that's like the thought process of each of us. It's such a good idea. And yeah, for new detectives
1: to be coming up with that, there's absolutely no excuse for any detective now or
0: ever to not yeah. be on top of their shit like these yeah. guys. Did, so and they basically one of their first homicides. Even if even though they don't like get the glory for solving it, they set up this case so well so that when the technology was there, the new people could really look back at it and understand the case, which I thought was really yeah. cool. And without them, it wouldn't have even been possible. I, I'm yeah. sure.
1: I mean, maybe the DNA would have still connected, but it might have taken them longer to connect the two. I'm not sure. I am still really, really satisfied picturing the color coding. So, <laughs> yeah. to, to just take it a moment and so think great. about the color coding. Oh, <laughs> it's, it was probably nice. really pretty. <laughs> oh yeah, and super easy to navigate.
0: Yeah, and because of this, after going through all the old evidence, Crocker and his team were now able to name a possible suspect, Jimmy Dean Duncan. Oh, Jimmy three was names. 26 at the time of Deborah's murder, but had passed away in 1987, so he was no longer alive. Oh. Although he didn't have a link to Deborah that they could find, they did know that he had family that lived very close to where she went to college, and he also had a criminal history being involved with robberies and assaults throughout his life. Again, many of the details were not released, but police must have had enough reason to determine him to be their number one suspect, because in 2020 they enlisted the help of Paraben Nano Labs, a company that works with genealogy to solve cold cases using DNA evidence. Because Jimmy Dean Duncan had passed away in 1987, to really pin him as their guy, investigators would need DNA from a close relative to analyze against the sample that they had from the crime scene. With consent, they did collect a sample from one of Duncan's known relatives, his brother, and they sent that off to Parabanana Labs. And what this company does is they take the DNA samples, they put them through their system, which is just like CODIS, and all of this, these samples are connected connected <laughs> all these samples are collected on a volunteer basis so it's not like they rummage through somebody's trash can to get <laughs> <laughs> to get a tissue or anything like
1: that's that. good to know
0: <laughs> but so they take these DNA samples and they analyze them against the other ones see how close of a match they are and then on top of that they also cross reference the DNA with things like obituaries, census records newspaper archives etc to validate their claims to like basically double check their work So when Paraben compared the DNA from the crime scene to the DNA from Duncan's brother, they were able to confidently determine that the DNA at the scene did in fact belong to Jimmy Dean Duncan and that he was the murderer. Wow. At learning the news, Deborah's dad said, quote, It took a lot of weight off my mind. I still don't know why, but at least I know who. And the sad part of this case is that we'll probably never really know the why because besides the fact that Deborah seems to be a random target, Duncan is dead and the knowledge of his motives most likely died with him too. I mean, I can't, I can't imagine
1: there were any real motives, you know?
0: Yeah, I mean, the the thing with him having a history of robberies almost makes me think that he might have broken in. Tried to break into her apartment to rob her, saw that she was there, and then killed her.
1: That theory, I like that theory a lot, because that would mean that he was walking around the neighborhood, knocking on the doors to see if they were home. And then if they weren't home, he would try and find an entry point and rob that house. So maybe that's what they did, he did with her. And then he took, you know, he took more steps with that one. Um, But maybe it ended there. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know if he continued to rob, but yeah,
0: I don't. I couldn't. I couldn't find a lot on him. Mm-hmm. Um, just in one of the articles, it said that he did have this this criminal history. So I don't know if that was before her murder or after her murder in his life, because he lived for another mm, twelve years. Oh, okay. So I'm not really sure, but can you imagine? That makes the most sense to me.
1: Yeah. Can you imagine being his brother and like like giving mm-hmm. his DNA and then being like, "Oh my god, my brother's a murderer?"
0: Great. Great. Thank, thank god. god. Thank you so much.
1: <laughs> thank you. <laughs> this has been enlightening. Thanks very much. I'll be on my way now. Sorry.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I did see that uh Sean Crocker the detective even said that the brother gave his dna willingly mm-hmm. but i guess they had enough evidence before that that they probably would have been able to demand it from him and,
1: yeah like, but i think gotten. i think it is important that the brother gave it willingly it's like it's very telling that it is and i think that this is important to stress it's way more important to solve a murder and give closure for a death than to protect your family's honor or whatever like <laughs> yeah (laughs) who cares (laughs) i mean especially if the murderer is already dead and this would give somebody that's living closure
0: yeah at least the who as her dad said
1: i i again i i'm sure that there isn't really a why like it's it was probably just
0: because there was no known link between them yeah and i think that these investigators at least in 2020 when um they made this you know, this discovery were still looking in to try to find a motive and try to see if there was any connection. Um, like if he had been visiting a relative and gone out to the bar and like met Deborah there or something, or if, if there was any connection at all, but I don't think that they were able to find that because I didn't see anything about it. But
1: yeah, it just, it sounds like tragically, uh, unfortunately she was home and Yeah.
0: Yeah. But that's the case. It's a quick one because I'm Glad it's an it was old solved. One, Well, it's a quick it one cool.
1: now, but it wasn't for a very long time.
0: Oh, yeah, that is true. <laughs> that gotcha is true. There. These detectives are probably like, yes, it's a quick one. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I do have a chaser for us. So after we plug our socials, we will find out what your musical DNA is. Cool. Cool.
1: Oh, I forgot how we did
0: this.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So if you make this drink, if you make it in a trash can, definitely share it with us. If you make it in a dead drunk mason jar, though, (laughs) we'll post that for you. Send that directly to us. But share it with us on Instagram at dead drunk crime. You can share it with us on Twitter, too. We don't, you know, Twitter's a thing. You (laughs) (laughs) can
0: at At dead drunk crime. (laughs)
1: You can also email your pictures or your case suggestions to us at, at gmail.com. Also, scary stories—I still want to hear those. Like, if you got them, I would love to. If you got them, I want to hear them. We can keep it going, <laughs> keep it spooky. October all, all year round. October baby. all year round. Every holiday is now Halloween. Yes. Um, <laughs> so, happy Halloween! It's it's <laughs> Mardi Gras, but it's actually Halloween. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, yay! And Lent is just 40 days of Halloween. so. Love that. <laughs> St. Patrick's Day? Halloween. St. Halloween's Day? More like it.
0: <laughs> Valentine's? Halloween. Spooky February. <laughs> okay.
1: So, yeah. Spooky stories. You can email those to us. Or you can come talk to us about this cold case or any other weird stuff on our Facebook page or
0: discussion page, which are... Dead drunk, a true crime podcast and dead drunk discussions.
1: Loving the discussions, although I know I don't post there very often. But I yeah, we got to get better
0: with that. But we
1: we're will get better with that. But I love you guys. You guys are being really engaged, even though we are not. And I really, <laughs> I have to share something with you guys that's very important to me. Better than the thing that you could put the bra pad in and open it. <laughs> Someone has started putting them in crop tops. Just putting them in crop tops and bodysuits. She's just having people sew them in and I'm like girl this is 400 billion years too late but I'm here for it I'm definitely going to buy one of those I have to remember what the name is and I'll figure it out but anyway (laughs) anyway more discussions to come (laughs) you can also read more about this case and follow up in the sources or find more drinks like the Irish trash can from (laughs) that Colorado bar on our website at deaddrunkpodcast.com oh and we are almost completely through the door of unlocking israel keys we have all 11 keys in the locks and we're about to turn them
0: so yes <laughs>
1: so you can join us on patreon for that
0: patreon.com slash dead drunk um,
1: and we'll we'll do some more with patreon maybe we'll post some videos of some stuff maybe we'll Play some among us. I don't know.
0: <laughs> Want to play among us with us? Become a patron. <laughs> yeah, if you become a
1: patron, we'll just
0: give you. We'll just. We'll give, just post codes we'll with no warning. We'll just post
1: codes with no warning, and you can jump in if you wanna. We're it, it's <laughs> on brand. It is a murder mystery. Exactly. <laughs> and we're a little obsessed with. It. So. <laughs> so you can join us for that. Um. Other than
0: that. Do we have any? merch is in the show notes right merch is in the show notes also if you want a t-shirt or a wine glass or a mug or something with our logo on it you can dm me and i'll make it for you also like do you have any ideas for stuff do you have
1: art that like you want on stuff do you make art send it i don't know what can your cricket do anything
0: Pretty much anything. There's let's, endless possibilities.
1: Let's do it. <laughs> let's let's make cool stuff together and then all sell right, it. Sick. And you can get, pro- we have to share that. Then, <laughs> And we'll figure that out logistically. And I think, is that everything? Is that all our business? I think so. I think, I think that's, that's all of that's our business. business. On a final note from me about generational differences. <laughs> Here, just my one thing. Shut up. We're all humans, okay? If somebody calls me a millennial one more time, I'm going to lose it, okay? We all
0: look the same on the inside. I don't
1: know what gen- what the generations are or where the cutoff point is, but... <laughs> so I get very confused. Neck. Oh, I did kind of hear your neck, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, obviously I'm a millennial. My bones are cracking and my back hurts all the time, but... <laughs> that's just getting older. So guess what? It's coming. Gen Z and the boomers have already lived through it. So let's <laughs> so all gather around. That. Let's all gather around and, you know, join together to enjoy the misery of life together. <laughs> <laughs> that's it.
0: And on that <laughs> note, let's find out what your musical DNA is, okay? Yes. Oh, Broadway's I will so say close. this is um <laughs> It's not a long quiz, but it has a lot of options. Oh, that's cool. So first question, fancy a holiday? Pick your ideal destination. London, Brighton, Ibiza, Stonehenge, Sweden, Caribbean, New York, Manchester, literally anywhere but here, Birmingham, (laughs) Detroit, or Vienna.
1: (laughs) I missed so many of them. (laughs) Right? Because I was like, ooh, London's good, and I do really want to go to London. And then you said Brighton, and I was like, what the fuck?
0: <laughs> what? Why would I want to go there? Like, what the And fu- Stonehenge and Manchester are all on Oh, there. my it's God. Like, that's a lot of England. What part of the UK do you want to go to? <laughs>
1: St- Stonehenge is cool, but I don't feel like...
0: I don't feel like that's a holiday destination. <laughs> no, right?
1: Is, was there an island in there? An island that's not England? Was there an, a tropical Car- island in there? There was
0: Caribbean...
1: Yeah. Let's pick that
0: one. All right. Because it's it it freezing rain fell from the sky today. So yeah. Yeah I know. (laughs) I was convinced last night that there was somebody on the the roof next to our window. (laughs) I woke Adam up like 10 times like do you hear that? He's like no. (laughs) Okay.
1: I kept hearing it hit this air conditioner that's in the window and I was like is this is it coming down is the sky why falling? why do you is- have
0: an air conditioner in the window in the middle
1: of <laughs> because it just stays there i guess oh, okay. i'm i'm currently dog sitting so i'm at someone else's house but oh, it just, oh, oh so it just stays in the window yeah i don't know it makes some weird noises <laughs> but but yeah <laughs> a tropical island
0: <laughs> okay sweet all right speaking of dogs oh my god you just adopted this adorable puppy now pick a name Sid <laughs> Niall, Bob <laughs> Suggs Snoop Dylan, <laughs> Dylan. <laughs> Beethoven Ozzy Ronan Calvin Franz or Boy <laughs> uh,
1: I don't know I'm a little torn between Suggs and <laughs> and wow well, I can't remember the other one so it's
0: Suggs Suggs. Okay. (laughs) Terrell Suggs. Go Ravens. Even though he's not a raven anymore. (laughs) Okay. Which emoji is just so you? The devil emoji? A sunflower emoji? A trumpet emoji? A guitar emoji? um, The nail painting one? A party one? um, A caution action point one? Basketball, the one with sunglasses, uh the the AOK one, a star or the clapping.
1: Hmm. I'm sure everybody really wants to say the devil one, but I think realistically I would be the uh caution exclamation point.
0: <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so, how are you doing? That's it? That's uh, the whole question. Yep. <laughs> I've got ninety-nine problems. I just need to compose myself. I want to zig-a-zig. Ah. (laughs) I'm rolling with it. I'll survive. Blank. (laughs) I'm jamming. I'm blowing in the wind. I want to be anarchy. I've got my satisfaction. I'm hungry like a wolf. All this pressure is going to drop on me. That's it. <laughs> there
1: were so many of them. Oh my god. <laughs> um <laughs> I think uh I'm I'm rolling with it.
0: <laughs> what is your dream home? A very big house in the country, a huge crib, a house in the middle of the street, a crypt a squat, a converted warehouse, a pirate ship, a tree house, an uptown penthouse, a chateau, a beach hut, or a Lego house. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: really built it up there for the Lego house. <laughs> oh. oh. Okay. Um, I guess like I want to say Lego house (laughs) just cause that's your dream home. (laughs) (laughs) No, like I think I would go with big house in the country because if we're dreaming, I have a lot of money. I don't have to work and I could just care for all the animals that I take in. Yes. (laughs) So a big house in the country. Okay. A Lego house. You'd probably have to build yourself. Not a tree house. (laughs) (laughs) Not a tree house. No. Can you imagine if there's no plumbing in that tree house, then you have to climb down every time you have to go to the bathroom. That's, that's posture. not happening.
0: <laughs> 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 All right, you've been given the keys to a nightclub. What do you name it? The Nutcracker Suite, The Watchtower, The Club, <laughs> The Drop, Jam Rock, The Fun House, The Best Nightclub Ever, The Cemetery Gates, Funky Town. The Prince Charming, the Magic Dragon, or the Casbah?
1: Oh. You know what I thought of while you were saying all those? Is that like it'd be cool? Uh, I lost it. I thought of a cool club name and I lost it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Ooh, Space Jam. <laughs> Space Jam.
1: <laughs> I just wanted, to, and all it plays is Space Jam.
0: Space <laughs> over Jam over and over, and and
1: t- over <laughs> again. <laughs> over, over. Space
0: Jam. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> It's your chance. It's, do your day. If it's, space if it's a niche. Um I think
1: whatever the dragon one was. The magic one. Dragon. Let's go with that.
0: Yeah. I do really like the idea of having a nightclub and just calling it the best nightclub ever. <laughs> <laughs> like you can't You're you, can't you already made that. it. That's you
1: have the best thing. nightclub ever. Yeah. Nobody's taking that away from you. Exactly. <laughs> but if you called it Puff the Magic Dragon. Yes. Alright, so how do you get... Or a hookah
0: bar. (laughs) There we go. (laughs) This concept is really coming together. (laughs) We're going to have a a pitch at the end of this. Okay. How do you get the party started? I bring the sexy Bach, like the composer Bach. (laughs) I stir it up. I start skanking. Tell everybody to get up. With an iron fist, I ring my bell. I look good on the dance floor. Bounce, 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 bounce. With a little bit of luck, I play the tambourine. Shout, hey oh let's go. (laughs) I spin right round like a record, baby. (laughs) I start up skanking. (laughs)
1: I started scared. Oh my god. Uh, I want to go with bounce 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 bounce. <laughs> the ring I don't my know bell what that one means.
0: reminds me of um Teenage Dirtbag she rings my bell. Yeah. And I re- I saw a TikTok the other day of a girl that I don't know if she like wanted people to think that she wrote Teenage Dirtbag but she was like fill in the lyrics with like whatever you want. Like, write your own <laughs> song. And it was like, Her name is I Have A She My. <laughs> and I was like, You didn't write that. Like, you're not writing that song. Oh,
1: <laughs> uh, yeah. That's kind of misleading. I was
0: tempted to duet it and just sing the actual words and be like, Oh my God. <laughs> I guess I wrote this. I wrote this song. Oh my God. I am Wheatus. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Pick a ride, a yacht a 1960s Rolls Royce, a scooter, a Royal Horse and Carriage, roller skates, a London bus, a bicycle, a lift from mum, a 4x4, a bobsleigh, a cruiser motorcycle, or a tour bus. Oh, uh,
1: I, I was always going to pick the Rolls-Royce, but then it turned out every choice but Rolls-Royce sucked.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I would go with the Royal Horse and Carriage. Oh, I think right, right, right. That fun. one's
1: pretty good, yeah. <laughs> that one would be fun. But like every day, every day. Yeah, it's kind of a lot. It's a lot of horse poop is what you're dealing <laughs> with there. True, you true. know who doesn't poop? The
0: Rolls-Royce. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're not wrong. Okay, what's your life <laughs> mantra? Fight you're the wrong. system embrace the power of the dark side what, the fuck? what goes around comes around just stay alive never look back in anger if it ain't baroque don't fix it thug life it's a dog eat dog world everything's gonna be all right always wait for the drop love not hate be special
1: Okay, um, love, not hate, I guess.
0: (laughs) Okay. When we say love, you say, Show me. It must be. There's no time for that. Fool. will tear us apart. California. Salute. Makes the world go round. Leave me alone. One. Train. It's tainted. Train. (laughs) (laughs) Train. train. (laughs) All right. Are you ready? Drum roll, please. Your musical DNA is rock and indie. Ooh, that's pretty much what I listen to. Yeah. (laughs) Can you smell that? That's the teen spirit inside of you. Now, click on the button below to see your full DNA results. Ooh. What does that mean? I think it just means like share it to Facebook. Oh, right? there's, <laughs> not, there's not another button. <laughs>
1: okay. <laughs> C- click on the button that doesn't exist to see more about this very basic thing that we already <laughs> explained.
0: The top comment is, this is the cringiest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. And that is That is the goal here. And we did it. Did
1: you cringe? i did <laughs> <laughs> and that's what we're here for a dead drunk yes, we're here to is. make you cringe <laughs> dead drunk more like cringy <laughs> <laughs> more like ooh, i cringed at that pause
0: <laughs> i think somebody gave us a review that was like this is the most cringeworthy thing i've ever listened to <laughs> nice <laughs> but it was like about our first episode and i was like yeah i it probably was. cringed yeah. too I was cringing during it. I would cringe <laughs> really hard listening to that now. We've just, we've come so far. We've come so far
1: sound wise and conversation wise. And Now
0: we're only cringy on purpose.
1: Yeah. <laughs> we're rolling with it.
0: <laughs> oh my God. Train. Train. Love train. Love
1: train, everybody. <laughs> Let's do a really long cringy pause. Okay. <laughs>
0: Best wishes, (laughs) (laughs) warmest (laughs) regards.